Last week Friday was a fabulous Friday indeed. So I got the results back from my biopsy and it's the all clear. There is no cancer in my cells. I'm giving God all the thanks. I'm Jenny Russell. Welcome to Her Health and Happiness right here on UK Health Radio, your only real feel-good radio station. Available on podcasts as well, whether you get it on Android or Apple, we are here to serve you all areas of health. How are you doing? I hope like me, you too remember that you are blessed and highly favoured, a magnet for miracles, the solution to someone's problem and the answer to somebody's prayer. And that's what I intend to be this week. In fact, every week I intend to be the same. Her Health and Happiness is a show dedicated to all aspects of female intimate health and the whole person. So it may not be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We had that a couple of months ago. But, you know, we can still bring awareness to a delicate topic. One of my really good close friends had a mastectomy on the 29th of December. I had a biopsy. And my second one, as I mentioned, you know, I ended up in three different hospitals. But I'm giving God thanks. I come of age. I bought my first F cup bra. (laughs) If you know me, I do not have breasts. But I have one bigger than the other. I look like, when I go to the gym, I look like I've got to have, they're going to think, does she have a breast job? And then I've got to live with this blood clot in my breast for three to six months. And then it will disappear. It's the better of the complications, they tell me. And um, then I keep saying that like, in three to six months, they'll be like, I thought she had a breast job. Anyway, I, you know, I, I can, I can make my own little comments about it. This was my right breast. My friend's mastectomy was her left breast. So... I call her lefty, she calls me righty, and today I took her to the hospital to have the dressing changed. She's getting stronger, the wounds are healing really well. And I'm just giving God thanks because, you know, you look at where you are in life and you can and you can make all these changes. And I'm, I, I've just spent four days listening to Tony Robbins. I've never done anything with Tony Robbins and this was so powerful. And it's nice because I'm running my She Comes First. You know, I have the new She Comes First. 13 step 60 day journey with my clients so I, so this has just come right in the middle of this program and um it it's kind of nice because I, I said to the ladies do you want to do this because it was free and then it becomes part of where we are and some of it just cemented what I've been sharing with my clients the importance of actually being able to reframe the sentences you stay you say to yourself about yourself how you see yourself and how these things become your identity. So this has been really quite a transformational journey. And I have actually signed up for the Unleash the Power Within, which is in March, which I'm really looking forward to. And because I'm already on this journey, because I always use Blessed and Highly Favoured wherever I go, it's fantastic. Now, one of the books he'd mentioned to buy is The Greatest Salesman in the World. I've never heard of this. Transform Your Life and Find the Fulfillment with Priceless Wisdom, of 10 ancient scrolls revealed within and it's booked by Og Mandino and I love scroll number seven so I want to start the show with that I have a workshop this Saturday on women's wellness and I'm gonna really share on the six rewards because I know when you do these things people say well why should I book wherever you are in the world you can come onto this workshop and really kind of find out if you're a woman of color we are more likely to have a hysterectomy Find out why and what your womb plays, the role it plays in spinal stability, in offsetting low back pain, in the way in which you stand, the way in which you walk, 
its role with the ovaries and in brain cardiovascular function because it is so much more than just a womb for housing eggs and babies. You really have to understand. It's the buffer between the bladder and the bowel. So it helps to not only stabilise the spine, but help to prevent prolapse. So we have to understand why it's so important to hold on to these things. Understand why caffeine robs you of being able to absorb magnesium and calcium and high levels of stress rob you of taking in magnesium and then look at the symptoms of menopause brain fog and anxiety and you know even the irritability or the bloating or the bladder weakness they're all still linked to a lack of or deficiency in magnesium so i'll be sharing these and you can click on the link um if you follow me on instagram at pelvic secrets you can click the link that's in my bio or in the post i even did today where i shared about the six rewards flatter abs Better shaped butt, better shaped thighs, improved posture, drying is always great sex. Which one don't you want? Understanding the implications for sleep and the menopause, for thoughts in the menopause, the thought, emotion, hormonal, organ response and how it shows up in the body. Understanding nutrition, movement that matters, why flexibility is so important but obviously flexibility and magnesium, they are best friends. So understanding these things for a better life before, during and beyond the menopause. I mean, I'm just, I, you know, I'm full of energy and I'm really hyped up. This is really, really fantastic. And on the top of that, I, I want to know, can you laugh? And do you laugh? Do you laugh at yourself? Do you laugh at the world? This scroll number seven, I just shared it with my ladies. It's just absolutely powerful. I will laugh at the world. No living creature can laugh except man. Trees may bleed when they are wounded and beasts in the field will cry in pain and hunger. Yet only I have the gift of laughter and it is mine to use whenever I choose. Henceforth, I will cultivate the habit of laughter. I will smile and my digestion will improve. That's true. I will chuckle and my burdens will be lightened. That's a fact. I will laugh at my length and for this is the great secret of a long life and now it is mine. True. I will laugh at the world. And most of all, I will laugh at myself for man is most comical when he takes himself too seriously. Never will I fall into this trap of the mind. For though I be nature's greatest miracle, I am not still a mere grain tossed about by the winds of time. So do I truly know whence I came or whither I am bound? Will my concern for this day not seem foolish ten years hence? Why should I permit the petty happenings of today to disturb me? What could take place before this sunset which will not seem insignificant in the rivers of centuries? I will laugh at the world. And how can I laugh when confronted with man or deed which offends me so to bring forth my tears or my curses? Four words I will train to say myself to say, until they become a habit so strong that immediately they appear in my mind whenever good humour threatens to depart from me, these words passed down from the ancients will carry me through every adversity and maintain my life in balance. These four words are, this too shall pass. I will laugh at the world. For all worldly things shall indeed pass. 
When I'm heavy with heartache, I shall console myself that this too shall pass. When I'm puffed up with success, I shall warn myself that this too shall pass. When I'm strangled in poverty and I shall tell myself, this too shall pass. When I'm burdened with wealth, I shall tell myself, this too shall pass. Yea, verily, where is he who built the pyramid? Is he not buried within its stone? And will the pyramid one day not also be buried under the sand? If all things shall pass, why should I be of concern for today? I will laugh at the world. I will paint this day with laughter. I will frame this night in song. Never will I labour to be happy. Rather, will I remain too busy to be sad. I will enjoy today's happiness today. It's not grain to be stored in a box. It's not wine to be saved in a jar. It cannot be saved for the morrow. It must be sown and reaped on the same day. And this I will do henceforth. I will laugh at the world. And with my laughter, all things will be reduced to their proper size. I will laugh at my failures and they will vanish in clouds of new dreams. I will laugh at my successes and they will shrink to their true value. I will laugh at evil and it will die untasted. I will laugh at goodness and it will thrive and abound. Each day will be triumphant only when my smiles bring forth smiles from others. And this I do in selfishness. For those on whom I frown are those who purchase not my goods. I will laugh at the world. Henceforth I will shed only tears of sweat. For those of sadness or remorse or frustration are of no value in the marketplace, whilst each smile can be exchanged for gold and each kind word spoken from my heart can build a castle. Never will I allow myself to become so important, so wise, so dignified, so powerful that I forget how to laugh at myself and my world. In this matter, I will always remain as a child, for only as a child am I given the ability to look up to others, and so long as I look up to another, I will never grow too long for my cot. I will laugh at the world. And so long as I can laugh, never will I be poor. This then is one of greatest, great natures even. This then is one of greatest, greatest gifts, and I will waste it no more. Only with laughter and happiness can I truly become a success. Only with laughter and happiness can I enjoy the fruits of my labour. It's so powerful, this is. I love this. One more page. Were it not so, far better would it be to fail, for happiness is the wine that sharpens the taste of the meal. To enjoy success, I must have happiness, and laughter will be the maiden who serves me. I will be happy. I will be successful. I will be the greatest salesman the world has ever known. Let's play a track. The station that makes you feel good. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. When you read that, when you just listen to those words, I've read it twice now, your countenance cannot be down. When I say I'm blessed and highly favoured, my countenance is not down. And I read also the statement that my friend had made about saying that, how she felt pretentious, wrong. But in this season where things have changed inside her 
and the reconstruction she's had because she had the mastectomy and the reconstruction on the same day. She recognises what blessed and highly favoured truly really stands for. And I think many times we, you know, there's a lot that's going on in the world. There's a lot that's been happening around us and we struggle to really kind of identify who we are and our role in what we're doing. When it comes to finding our purpose, we find it hard. We do find it because of media, social media, the news. Very easy to attach ourselves and identity to that which does not serve us very well. And I've been trying to help women to understand that that very attachment to those thoughts that don't serve us very well actually have the potential to not just, you know, they become our identity, but they have the potential to alter our inner state in such a way that it actually impacts digestion, it impacts detoxification, and it impacts elimination. Now, if it impacts those three systems, it definitely, once it impacts digestion and detoxification, it directly impacts hormone balance. And once the hormone balance is out of whack, that then affects, obviously, sex hormone production. It affects the over-excitement and the over-utilisation of the adrenal glands that over the long term will then start to affect the thyroid function. But more close to home, it begins to affect the vitality, the strength and stability of the pelvic floor muscles. It affects posture. It affects your gait and movement ability, which impacts your pelvic floor muscles. Once you start to have a problem with elimination, especially when it comes to the bowel, that starts to be a problem for your pelvic floor muscles. So you see where I'm going with this. So all of this suddenly becomes a problem for your intimate health. Now, if we do not address these issues from an earlier age or actually link together the root causes, because many times when you go to the doctors, you present them with the issue and they they give you a solution for the issue, not necessarily the root cause. Now, what is really good is I think since this pandemic, there have been a lot more doctors who are now finally looking at that relationship they need to build with holistic healthcare professionals to actually see how do we come together for the benefit of the client? How do we help the client to be able to be in a better position that they can manage their health well so that they can be the best version of who they are? Because we we don't have this physical pension plan that's the trademark I had from 2010, which we need to have so that when we get to the end of our inverted commas work in life, we have the health and vitality that will match the financial nest egg we've been saving for if we've been saving for it for the last 40 years. Many people that have pensions have financial pension, but no physical pension. And so what happens is they get to the end of this work in life but they actually get to the end with different conditions that they've brought into their retirement. They have different stresses and and strains and maybe broken and failed relationships that they bring into their retirement. So this sort of, this last part, these so-called sunset years, these golden years are not quite so golden because, you know, Jill Scott had the record, living my life like it's golden. 
We want to live our life like it's golden, like it's fantastic, like it has everything we need. But if we don't have the freedom of movement, if we have these health challenges, they threaten to take away our happiness. They threaten to steal us of our joy. And then we start to say, I am a diabetic. I am a... We start to claim these things that we're not. You know, what we really are is I am being challenged by my nutritional lifestyle choices and it's showing up as a blood sugar regulation problem. So the solution to a blood sugar re regulation problem is to regulate the blood sugar. And to regulate the blood sugar is not to take a pill. And this is the thing. It is far easier for a man to take a pill and maintain his current state, whether that state serves him well, than it is for a man to actually take consistent action and change the patterns or habits he has and form new ones that will serve him well so that he understands himself well, so he knows the signs and the signals to look out for so that he can adjust himself accordingly and not find himself in this perpetual cycle of sickness. Because Alzheimer's has definitely been, you know, even the... um. I think it was the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic in America is a big, famous clinic. They have now, finally, even though we've been saying this for years, and I even mentioned this when my mum was first diagnosed with dementia and Alzheimer's six, six seven years ago, they are now saying they recognise that dementia is actually seen as diabetes type 3. Now, I asked the lady when we first went for the thing for my mum six, seven years ago, and they're like, we, we're not sure. But you have to think, if you're taking a cocktail of drugs and you can look up the side effects of metformin and, and the glycoside and those things there that you take, they have so many side effects. If you keep popping, at one point my mum was on 28 pills a day. And when you, have a, when you have a pill for cholesterol, a pill for blood pressure, a pill for diabetes, and you have this cocktail of pills that you're taking, with poor digestive health, because that's what you really have, and poor detoxification health, and then you're putting these toxins into the body and overloading and overworking the liver, which produces 75% of your cholesterol, which is why you have a problem with cholesterol. Then over time, 15, 20 years, you are going to start to experience other issues. Here's the thing. Men and women that struggle with diabetes get given a pill to maintain the position they're in. And they get told, don't eat cakes and biscuits. But you can link a lot of these depressions, a lot of these diabetes to also some form of trauma, stress or depression. And the way in which we're living today, on every corner, everywhere you go, someone says, oh, come on, you don't matter, you're, you're right, you've got your tablets, you can have one cake, it's not going to hurt you. We've got people that don't understand our health and our well-being, who, they're not intentionally trying to make us sick, but they'll say to you, that won't hurt you. But they're not walking in your shoes, living your life, and they don't know. So when, when the, the, the craving and addiction to the sugars that are in these foods, that have thrown the blood sugar out of whack in the first place and making organs work too hard, are maintained and held up by a cocktail of tablets, the upshot for many people is that they start to have they start to end up with dead tissue and, and the dead tissue starts usually with the feet or the eyes, the dehydration, the poor breath. Because we're not taught, we're not told that we need to look at the way in which we think, 
rise our energy vibrations. We are electric after all. We are energy. So you have to, when we work in the check system, we look and see to try and work out which one of the principles, the vibrations are dropped so low that you acquire the dis-ease. Because then you have to raise the energy vibrations back up. So is it the thoughts? Is it what you tell yourself? What do you say when you talk to yourself? That's a great book. Um, what to Say When You Talk To Yourself by Shad Helmsetter. What do you say when you talk to yourself? I'm no good. I can't do this. This is too much. Are you that person? Are you a person that looks and makes judgments about what someone else is? If you're, say for instance, for example, Tony Robbins has this online course in March. There are people that are saying that the charge for it is too much online. He doesn't need to charge that much. Then I ask the question, why? And they're like, well, because it's online. But is it because it's online? Because the content's the same. The atmosphere may be different because you're not getting the atmosphere because you're not in a place in person. But, but what is the value of the content? Now, because he has such a, you know, it's 47 years in the business... He has such a massive following. He can make the price come down. The minute you focus on what he's charging and how many people are going and what you think he's making, you've met, you've lost the essence of why you're booking. It's not about what he's gaining from you. It's about what you will gain from him. It's about the transformation that can happen in your life. When I sell She Comes First, and my 60-day journey is 847 if you pay up front and it's 899 if you pay by instalment. But when I run the next one in April, it will be more. Now, it's, it's a 60-day journey where we're there for 60 days where I'm sharing nuggets of wisdom and helping you to see which areas of your life you need to change. Created into characters and avatars that you can listen to a story around a character, say, for instance, like I shared last week, you know, Serenity, her first whisper of womanhood, you know, her first period. I know a client I spoke to the other day, her her granddaughter's first period started when she went um, home to her family home abroad in the Caribbean. That was her first one. I asked another friend what age she was and where it started. And it was in the school, in the lesson. Another lady started as she was about to go swimming with the school. So these big appearances that happen to us in the most inopportune times, it's just like, go and tidy yourself up. Go go over there. You're not spoken about. It's not spoken about in, in terms of, it's an uninvited guest, number one. And it's going to be an uninvited guest that's going to turn up every month, number two. And if yours starts from the age of eight, that is a ridiculously early uninvited guest. But we don't realise that we've got foods that we're feeding our children and takeaways full of estrogen. So you're, you're, so a lot of girls have got way too much estrogen. And estrogen makes cells grow. So these young girls are now walking around busty lil with these big hips, big bums, big thighs but they're overproducing estrogen and it's causing all kinds of disruption within their digestive detoxification and hormonal systems. And and then, of course, you know, the feeding of fibroids, the issues of polycystic ovaries. We've got all sorts of different issues going on. 
And so what really needs to happen is that journey is like the start of the train journey. You've now, you know, it's the start of the opportunity to become a mother because reproductive years start. You know there are girls out there who are pregnant 10 and 11. Way, way, way too early. They, they know nothing about themselves, much less even understanding what this menstrual thing is. But they've been taken complete advantage of and their body, before it's even had a chance to really start growing, before they even understand the thoughts that's in their head and can manage their emotions, they find themselves in this turmoil. You know, my client was pregnant at 13. It's just, it's like it's so young. It's like, you know, what is going on there? What is happening there? But you have to then be able to dig into the trauma and the emotion. And that has to be one of the most traumatic things that can happen to a girl between the ages of 11 and 15. To to be in school, trying to learn, to, to not realise. Some girls don't realise for six, seven months that they're even pregnant. And their parents are we're so busy, so rushing around, trying to hold jobs down and hold the house together, that some parents don't even notice the changes in their children. That has to be a massive, huge, huge, huge thing that women have to deal with. But then what happens is, if you find out your daughter at the age of 11 is pregnant, the, the, the primary focus is going to be about the shame that's been brought to your family. When really and truly, the primary focus needs to be on the child and what she's about to experience and go through. But what we do in our emotional response is like, oh my God, oh my God. And we just go into this whole, ah, I'm going to kill you. Ah, who is it? I'm going to kill And we go into this whole barrage of, when this child is going through all of these changes and doesn't even know what's happened to themselves. And, and before they're even, you know, they're still babies themselves and they're having babies. And the anger that comes from the parents then goes into the child. The child takes this in and the stresses, that goes into the baby and the cycle begins. And so it's really, really important for us as women to really kind of understand, you know, when our train journey started, female intimate train journey, how, what education and tools we were given to one, understand it and two, manage it. And three, integrate it into our, into our school years, into our new social calendar, into where we find ourselves, into the, the attention that it's attracting, which many times is unwarranted. We have to understand all of those things and then be able to negotiate our way through into the sixth form, into uni, try and manage ourselves and become independent and try and come out the other side and then blend into the society that is work. That's a huge, huge, huge step that we have to take as females that we actually have little or no regard for and we don't really understand it. We're going to pick some of these things apart on Saturday and it's really, really important because I think once we understand a bit more about these things, we can understand how we can manage and maintain them and we can have a better life. You know, we can understand from a hormonal perspective, you know, what's your energy like first thing in the morning? When does it start to wane in the day? That could be an issue for women in the menopause, definitely. But it could be an issue for women in maternity or in a young girl in, in menstruation. So it can go right across the spectrum. And remember, everything you learn, wherever you find yourself, 
It allows you to be a sphere of influence to the circle around you. Are you a lady in menopause? Are you going through and having a magical experience or you having a not so magical experience? Are you looking at the lady next to you having a magical experience and thinking, I wish I could have the same? Well, once you have an understanding of your inner world, you have a, a choice to actually change it if it's not serving you well to where it can serve you well and have a better experience. And that is what you get if she comes first. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. So we've got just under 20 minutes left. And um, I wanted to ask you, do you ever do any affirmations? Are you a person that would do affirmations? Because yesterday I need to, I need to go and knock on my neighbour's door. She must be thinking, what is going on there? The one thing I'm really happy about is that my son's were not in. I'm a semi-detached house. I know my neighbour very well. She came in for Christmas for drinks. But we did these affirmations yesterday and, I, you know, we were saying them from our gut. And honestly, like I said, if I say I'm blessed and highly favoured, those words come out of my mouth and the smile is on my face. It's very hard to go, I'm blessed and highly favoured. It doesn't work. Your countenance is up. I'm not a person with low energy. It's very rare for me to have low energy. When Even when I had my breast thing, you know, yeah, I that day I had low energy. I didn't have any energy at all. But... You know, I'm very not that person. And these are some of the, st the statements we were making yesterday. I will lead and not follow. I will believe and not doubt. I am a force for good. I defy the odds. I raise the standards. Step up. Step up. Step up. The question I want to ask you as a female. And when it says lead and not follow, not everybody is a leader not everybody was born to be a leader some people do follow but you have to know what it is you're following and why but we have got into this culture of doubting and not believing I choose to believe I choose to believe to see the good in all things that whole statement I change it around they say the glass half empty the glass half full if the glass is half empty I have the opportunity to fill it and I can fill it with whatever I choose to fill it with I can fill it to overflow because if it's half full, someone's given me a start. Someone's given me a step up. Someone's already elevated me. It's my choice now to decide to elevate myself. So I have an opportunity to fill my glass, right? And it's really, really good if I take that opportunity and I fill that glass because the minute I fill that glass, I fill it with the things that are going to serve me not things that won't. So I have to make a decision as to the programs I'm going to watch, the shows, you know, the, the, the people I'm going to listen to. I'm going to fill it with things that I think are going to help me. And one of the things I really loved was the 10 minute ritual that you can do in a day. And, you know, Tony Robbins, I'm crediting you for this work. I'm not taking your work. I'm telling this to my audience because it's great. When you find yourself in, you know, a stressed state, when you find yourself thinking, woe is me, my life is bad, blah, blah, blah. You know, think about something 
that happened to you in your past that you were grateful for. You know, think about who you love. Think about what you've achieved. Because it will help to change your breathing. So, like, you know, one of the things that, you know, we, we sort of closed our eyes and we were just breathing. And it was like, think about something you were grateful for that happened in your past. And then just sort of, you know, just breathe. And like, how does that make you feel? And, you know, as children, when we get an opportunity to leave home, we're like, oh, okay, you know, you kind of almost don't look back. You kind of get your newfound freedom. And for a while, you kind of stay away. And then it's only over time you start to think, okay, I better go and spend a bit more time with my parents. A lot of people kind of go away and they may not make phone calls. And well, back in the day, we didn't have mobiles like now. Now, when my dad was sick, what I really give thanks for was the last six months of his life. And this is why I give thanks. Because I was the driver. My brother, um, yeah, my brother lived, still lived in London then, 2006. He lived by Ali Pali. But I lived just four miles from my parents' house. It was easier for me. So when my dad was having chemotherapy, I would take him. And back in the day then, they used to give you a pass for your car. So I had a pass for my car that I could put in the window so I could stay in the hospital for as long as, I don't know if they still do it now, for, for like the whole day and I never had to pay to park my car. So I had unlimited parking in North Middlesex Hospital. It wasn't owned by a private company then and I never had to pay to park my car. Then when my dad was in hospital for the last three months of his life, and literally North Mid for my mum's in the, to drive, it's like a five minute drive. I told the hospital that we would be in charge of his food. I got my brothers and sisters together. I explained to them about what was happening for my dad as a nutritional lifestyle coach. One second. Sorry, I have to look in my ear. I explained to them, you know, what was happening as a nutritional lifestyle coach. And then I got, we had a budget, we'll put £10 a week in, there's six of us. So I bought his food, all organic, and made his breakfast, lunch and dinner. And we took it there every day. You know, I'd make the food, keep it hot, jump in the car, mum would do that, and I'd park the car. I also had my juicer at the hospital. I had my fruits in the fridge and vegetables. And I had some weights by the side of the bed. So I am so grateful. And my dad said, is this what I need to do, Jen, to get your attention? I'm so grateful that with the job I was doing, I literally had the time to spend with my dad. But I also had the access that didn't rob me in terms of parking fees that people are paying now extortionate for the hospital. I had, you know, control of his nutrition and lifestyle I had my weights there. So when the physio came and said, oh, and my dad said, no, the physio was turning to, to walk away. I'm like, no, you make him do something. You don't just walk away and make your life easy. And I had my juicer there and my and my foods in the fridge so I could make my dad fresh stuff there and then in the, in the hospital, in the kitchen. You don't have the access today. I had that access for my father and I will always, always, always be grateful for that because that was that was massive you know when I think about something that I did in the past you know that I'm you know that 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 makes me smile and something I'm really proud of and something I achieved when my friend Fitz said to me there's no one in this country fitter than you I just thought he was talking rubbish 
I competed in the British Ultrafit Championships in 1993 and came third. I had my son in 1994. I came back in 1995 and this girl, Claire, I think Eggleston her name was, had got Sky Sports to come down and film the competition because she had won in 94. But myself and another lady named Nikki West from Wales turned up in 95. In 95, I won. There was 50 seconds, 50, five zero seconds. And that's a long time when you think about it in competing between me and second place. Nikki came second. Claire came third. Sky Sports said I had the best press-ups for the day for both men and women. And that's the year I became the record holder, which is never broken to this day. And so I look at that and I remember that. And every year that I won a medal, three golds, four silvers and one bronze, I took my son onto the stage and those medals always went round his neck first. They never went over my head. They put them onto my son. That was my achievement. The year before I had my son, I was the first to do, there's lots of training holidays, but I was the first to do it. In 1993, I took 25 people to Barbados and I found out three days, four days before I left that I was pregnant. Well, 25 people paid me to be to have a fitness holiday in Barbados. I could not say, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. So I still trained them throughout that whole time. So I look at that, I think that achievement, being a mother, massive achievement, massive thing I'm grateful for. I can think of a time in intimacy, which I will not be sharing on this radio. It can make me laugh and have fun. I can think of times when... You know, you just do something and it just makes you just laugh from your belly till you can't laugh no more. You know, my my 30th birthday party was a turnaround party. My friend Robert, I think he's a kinky little kid. <laughs> he was so funny. He wanted a party where men dress as women and women dress as men. That was my 30th birthday party. It, was, it wasn't as busy as my other parties. But let me tell you something. Some of the clothes we lent out to some of those guys. After that, didn't look so good on us, you know. Because men got nice straight hips, but nice little neat bums. It was hilarious. I cannot tell you some of the lyrics that passed in that party. But it was funny. And it was so much fun being able to <laughs> dress as a man. And, you know, ask a woman to dance. It was so much fun. And I think it was even more fun when my friend, two friends came. One of my friends came, my best friend. And we didn't recognise him. He came and he asked for a drink. My, you know, it was at my mum's, all our parties at mum and dad's. And uh, he asked for a drink. And then, you know, I was thinking, like, who is this woman in my party? And then he's like, Russell. And honestly, my mum, we screamed. It was so funny. He looked so feminine. We thought, it was. <laughs> I didn't ask him, who is this girl? come to my party it's my best friend it was hilarious so yeah I can sit back and I can think of those things and when I remember those things I can smile I can smile because they do bring a smile to your face and this is how we get the chance to live the life we want we make a choice to see things differently we make a choice I don't watch the news so I, there's a lot of things I miss on the news but I think it's quite intentional because then a lot of things don't get to me the way in which the news does because a lot of things on the news actually pull us down. But I think 
if I look at this, each day when I awake, I will follow this plan of battle before I'm captured by the forces of sadness, self-pity and failure. If I feel depressed, I will sing. If I feel sad, I will laugh. If I feel ill, I will double my labour. If I feel fear, I will plunge ahead. If I feel inferior, I will wear new garments. If I feel uncertain, I will raise my voice. If I feel poverty, I will think of wealth to come. If I feel incompetent, I'll remember past successes. If I feel insignificant, I'll remember my goals. Today, I will be a master of my emotions. That is the key to actually being able to have even a better female intimate experience. It's the key to mastering your, your emotions. If I become overconfident, I shall recall my failures. Remember, fail is the first attempt in learning. F-A-I-L, first attempt in learning. If I overindulge, I will think of past hungers. If I feel complacency, I will remember, I will remember my competition. If I enjoy moments of greatness, I remember moments of shame. If I feel all-powerful, I will try to stop the wind. If I attain great wealth, I remember one unfed mouth. If I become overly proud, I will remember a moment of weakness. If I feel my skill is unmatched, I will look at the stars. Today, I will be a master of my emotions. Humility is another great strength that many of us can acquire. will also help to manage our female intimate health. So I would love to see some of my wonderful listeners online this weekend. It's £47. It's 90 minutes of content that could actually help you to begin a transformational shift in your life. Change is instant because you can change today and change back tomorrow. It's instant. But transformation takes time. This is why we start here and then we take ourselves on a journey. So the question I want to ask you is what journey, what's your destination? Destination happiness looks like what for you? What do you want for your health and happiness? What area of your health do you think needs looking at? Is it the thoughts and the emotional response and the hormonal response and the organ response that they're generating that's causing you to have any issues that's causing you to hold the breath and change the pH inside your inner world and acidify your body? Is it that the anxiety and the thoughts and negative thoughts are creating the hyper, um, causing you to hyperventilate even? Is it that you're eating too many dehydrating foods, not drinking enough water, not getting to bed on time? What are the things that are stopping you from living in the greatness that you deserve? I mean, just something as simple as not drinking enough water means that collagen in the skin begins to dry out. So that's what creates some of the fine lines and wrinkles. I mean, if we realise that, we'll be like, hold on a minute, let me down this water, down this water, so that my skin doesn't look so... I don't have so many creases and cracks in my skin and fine lines and wrinkles. You know, is it that we need to change the movements that we're doing because some of the movements we're doing are actually contributing to our bladder weakness? Do we need to strengthen the muscles that will actually help to 
support bladder function and bladder integrity. You know, doing, you know, when you lay on your back and bend your knees and put your feet flat and you cough, does your belly button go forwards or does it come in? Pelvic secrets at iCloud.com. Send me an email. When you cough, does your belly button go forwards or does it come in? What happens to your tummy when you cough? What happens when you laugh? What happens when you sneeze? Lay on your back and try it. When you cough, where do you feel the cough in your body? When you're laying down, is it the same as when you're standing up? When you look in the mirror, if you drew a line through the middle of your knee and the middle of your second toe, do those lines line up? Or are the knees inside of the big toe? Or are they outside of the second toe? Where do you line up? How do you line up? If you look at your bottom and you ask someone to look at, this is for structural purposes only. <laughs> when you look at your bottom, is it a heart shape? Is your heart shape the right side up or is it upside down? Get someone to look at your bottom, take a picture. And is your heart upside down or is your heart the right side up? Pelvic Secrets at iCloud.com or on Instagram at Pelvic Secrets and on X at Pelvic Secrets or on LinkedIn and Facebook. You can find me JennyRussell.com. But I would love to share a snippet. Three of the characters from She Comes First, Serenity, Esther, and Florence, I'd love to share their character journeys and experiences. And so you can see how they resonate and really understand just how easy and for some people, how quickly you could really enjoy those six rewards. Flatter abs, better shaped butt, better shaped thighs, improved posture, Dranik is always great sex, which one don't you want? But I am running out of time and I really do hope that you've found this show useful and it's helped you. Yes, there are some things we need to to deal with. Magnesium is something for me, it will help my breast. We have to be able to keep our energy and countenance up, our bodies hydrated with plenty of sleep and the right movements that matter. And then we will help to improve the healing process and return to our normal state and have a life that's great. So I hope that made sense this week. I hope you found this useful for you. And I do look forward to being able to share a few more nuggets of wisdom with you next week because you definitely deserve to have the information. And I definitely love sharing the information with you. So I hope it made sense. I hope you enjoy the show. Interact with me. I'd love to hear from you. What is your pelvic floor secrets? Let me know. And if you give me some pointers and ask me some questions, I'll be so, so happy to answer them on the show for you. Pelvic secrets at iCloud.com, at Pelvic Secrets on Instagram and X and Jenny Russell, LinkedIn and Facebook. Until next week, in pelvic floor health and happiness, stay blessed, stay safe.